Seriously, I, I tried to tell them, wake up, people. Total Human Optimization website. I use on it every day. I take Alpha Brain and Earth Grown Nutrients in a shake every day. I use their MCT oil every day. But uh, before I get ahead of myself, on it is a like I said, a Total Human Optimization site. Meaning they give you information about supplements, nutrition and foods, fitness. They even have apparel. Uh, there's a Pro Team and a On It Academy where you can get tons and tons of education and research. On all kinds of ideas, uh, new research, new thoughts, new workouts, um, new supplements, and uh, all kinds of doctor recommendations, uh, even some uh, clinical trials that they do. They study all of their own things. They, they make their uh, results public. So that's what I like about them, too, is they're, they're not hiding any sort of research or uh, placebo effects. They do double-blind placebos in their testing, uh, which is excellent for being able, well, pretty much as close as you can really come to being sure about testing. But uh, Onnit is all natural. Nothing synthetic is coming out of Onnit. That's the other reason I love them so much. Their supplements and their food, it's all earth-grown nutrients. Everything that's from here. They even advertise all of their ingredients, uh, what they use. So they even say, look, if you want to make it yourself, go ahead. They even believe it so much that whatever you order, if you don't like it, you can simply return it and say, you know what, I'm done, it doesn't work, and they'll give you your money back. But I promise you, you won't end up returning it. Uh, I use tons and tons of their um, supplements and even their kettlebells and some of the fitness equipment that I love, man, when I feel like getting primal in my workout. But um, if you would, go to adamlowry.com and find the Onnit logo and click through if you would. And then you'll be helping support the Cognitive Rampage podcast uh, as well as taking care of yourself. So if you're not uh, on it, get on it. My guest on the Cognitive Rampage podcast is Dr. Scott Perlman. He is a doctor of chiropractic medicine, but also an activist, a warrior out there fighting for change, trying to educate people on the natural and holistic ways that you can fight many, many diseases, uh, including cancer. In his chiropractic practice, he also incorporates his, what he calls a um, natural pharmacy, which is including all kinds of remedies, uh, herbal treatments, etc., uh, all kinds for treating uh, anything, like I said, from cancer to uh, irritable bowels and everything else, man. But look, it gets nuts. Um, it's going to go deeper than you thought, uh, than I even thought, really. Uh, we got into some things that are really going to touch on your cognitive dissonance. Uh, I mean, he does make the statement that population control is real, people. I mean, that's just some of the stuff that we talk about that could really shake somebody up. And, you know, it's hopefully just trying to wake everybody up about the uh, certain implications of uh, food, possibly even vaccines. But uh, cancer has been involved in Dr. Scott Perlman's life uh, very personally. So he takes this issue personally. You'll hear it come out in his passion and his enthusiasm for uh, wanting to make change. But we talk about a lot of things that are controversial, so hold on tight. But this is my friend, Dr. Scott Perlman. 
That's right, man. I got a 15-year-old, brother. I know how it goes. Oh, God. 10, 14, and 25. Wow. 10, 14, 25. Old girls. Whoa, man. You know that means you're a complete alpha male, right? The rest of this is going to be gone in the next year or two. (laughs) That's what that means. I'm getting there, man. I'm getting there. Listen, I figured I came into this world bald. I'll go out bald, right? Hey, man, I like it's all perspective, right? That's it. That's it. It's all perspective, man. It's all big. You think, you know, I'm walking like five four, but I swear I'm six foot, you know? <laughs> well, man, you know you're a complete alpha male because you've had four daughters. There's no question. I think uh, God's had a mission for me from day one, bottom line. Yeah, man. That They put that research to bed back in the day. Those kings all wanted boys. It just meant you were beta. It is what it is. Is what it is. Well, I'm glad we were finally able to uh, connect and get together because it was getting a little nutty from it. I don't know what was going on with it, but I couldn't figure it out. I don't know why what was going on. I've had the account for a long time, so and I've done hangouts in the past. So I don't know what happened there, but I'm glad we were able to get on through the link that you sent me. Yeah, man. No worries, man. That's why we set it up that way so it'll work. Yeah, man. no problem. Dude, um, just so you know, man, we don't do any format, brother. We just shoot it and go, man. And let me tell you, I think you have gotten the most emails. Uh, I have gotten the most emails about you, and you've not even been on the fucking podcast yet. Oh, God. Usually the emails come after the podcast, except okay. I have had uh, – I can't even count them, dude. So I stopped – I just boxed them bitches. <laughs> Okay, well that's that's nice to know because a lot of people know that I I have plenty to say and um and a lot to talk about when it comes to health and nutrition, wellness, and especially cancer um, is a very big issue for me and in this household. But um, I mean, I lost my mother. I lost my mother's small cell carcinoma. Um, she got diagnosed a year later. She was gone. My dad got diagnosed with bladder cancer. He didn't tell anybody. A year and a half later, he was gone. Uh, my father's sister, my aunt Lail, she came down with brain tumors less than a year, a year or so she was gone. My aunt Charlotte got diagnosed. She had lung cancer. Um, no time later, she was gone, you know, and now my wife, you know, which my wife is, is battling it and she does no chemo, no radiation and all that. And she works very hard at, um, keeping herself here, you know, alternatively. And there's some things we do that, um, at this time, I can't really talk about, but I can talk about something to the fact of what others are doing, if you get what I'm saying. And, um, you know, we could talk all about that. You know, it's, it's just care, general, Monsanto, uh, food, planning, school food, what they do to these kids with lunches, uh, how it starts at a young age. And, uh, you know, the, these kids start way too young. Um, to just cut in a little bit, what I tried doing a few years back here in Georgia was trying to work on changing the school lunches here. And um, I used to belong to many different organizations around town that were very political. And one of them was the West Cobb Business Association. And you skip politicians come in there once in a while. When I tried to talk to this one politician, <clears throat> one of his employees cut me off and was talking to me and questioning me before I went to him. And he's like, well, what, you, what is it you want to get into with him? I said, well, I want to talk about the farming and the agriculture in the state of Georgia and some of the farming laws that I know that fit into the farmers that, to the schools. 
that um, what's allowed is that there is uh, monies that were available through the state and through a lot of states in this country that give money to the farmers and especially the organic farmers to take fresh produce and such and go to the school. And not only do they pay them for the produce, but for their trip and everything. Who do I need to speak to about this, right? So he tells me the Department of Defense. What? The Department of Defense. <laughs> to talk like, about food, you got to make yes, it a homeland yes, security. Yes, talk about food. So listen, I'm not looking up to blow it up. I'm looking to feed the kids. I'm looking to get it from the farmer to the school. I says, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of lost. But I'm not lost because I get it. It's a political trap. And it goes all over the place. You know, it goes from who's got contracts, who signed them, who got them signed, uh, who knows who, why, what. And, you know, but you got to go back, why, 50 years or more, where when we were young, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 51. And it's when I was a kid. When I was a kid, you went to school, you, you got the brown cow, you had chocolate milk or strawberry milk and regular milk. And my God, what did you know? Your parents, it was given from the school. And it was like whatever the meat was and whatever the pizza, the grilled cheese. But, you know, we see each other. The people that are listening, is, you know, don't don't see it. So I'm circling. Like when we were kids, pizza was that big. Uh, the milks were small. They're still small. Um, the macaroni and cheese got a little bit and whatever else was there. French fries, I think, is forever. I don't think French fries are going anywhere. But it's like um, today, pizza is like the size of football. Uh, The macaroni and cheese is loaded. Um, The the strawberry milk and chocolate milk they give these kids, anywhere from 25 to 40 grams of sugar, right? So so let's look at this picture. You're given all this, you're given the milk of choice that's got all the sugar in it. It's got pizza with the refined carbs and the GMO uh, cheese and the sauce and the dough from the flour that's sprayed all over the place. And then whatever else these kids are snacking on and eating on. And then you send them back to class. And then you expect them to learn. And then you got some teacher turning around and saying, oh, they need ADD medication. Well, we're suggesting ADD medication. Take your child to the doctor. And now you got a pick of a rainbow between Adderall, Stratera, uh, Ritalin. Vivans. Oh, dude. It's- Brother. Brother, you're, you're, you're speaking to it, man. I, I counsel him, man. I can tell you just enough uh, my history. I'm sitting with, you know, six, seven, eight-year-olds even that, that are telling, well, I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was three. I'm like, what the fuck? But let me, but let me tell you something about that, what a lot of parents I don't think realize because... But, you, but of- you, connect, you connected that so good, man. I love how you, like, all the way back to behavior, all, I mean, well, dude... It gets even better when you stick at this age for a minute. And a good video for people to watch, if they have not watched it, is called Generation RX. You got to watch this thing. It'll blow your mind. You're talking about from governmental officials, from attorneys, from these medical schools that are attorneys that uh, work for a big pharma like Pfizer and Merck and all these other guys um, who quit, who've been interviewed. They get all these signatures showed on camera and things that were done. How uh, these 12, 13, 14 year old kids are getting uh, Prozac and Wellbutrin. It's just insane. And then they don't tell you how the suicide rate is anywhere from six to as much as 14%, which is something that's been fighting. I don't know where it is today at this moment, but I know a couple of years ago they were fighting to make it on the label. I mean, if I'm going to take a medication, I should have the right 
or a parent should have the right to know what the hell is going on with that medication. So you go back to the little guys, right? So you want to start real quick and zoom forward. You can go back to when the child is born, getting inoculated. Let's not talk about what's in the thimerosal is the big data because over 10 years ago, they passed a law throughout this country that thimerosal, which is a neurotoxin, which is a form of mercury, which acts as a preservative for vaccines, okay, was supposed to be ruled out and taken out. So I don't know where it is. You can go into some of these pediatricians now, but I've gotten a hold of a vial or two, okay, because I know a few docs out there. And it will say on that vial, preservative-free, which means there's no thimerosal, no mercury to it. But you can go to your pediatrician, and the pediatrician's like, well, either we got it or we don't. Oh, we're waiting for that. Really? At this point, 10 years down the road, you're waiting. I tell doctors you're full of crap. You're a liar. You're a liar. And so what happens with the, the most parents that get Johnny and Mary and Susie and Billy all shot up? Why Billy and John and Mary are being held down by a nurse or two, and your kid is getting inoculated, you're over there signing something, you have no clue what you put your name to. Zero. Most patients, their parents, will turn around and sign because why? We're all brought up in the way that we, we listen to the white coat, and what, what goes, goes. And it's like, you got to get inoculated. got to get shots. Um... You have the right to, before you get those inoculations, can I take that paperwork home and read it? That pediatrician says, no, you know what you need to do. You get your ass out of there, and you find yourself another pediatrician that's going to be coherent with you. Or someone on the same page, or bare minimum, respecting your rights as a parent. That you have the right to read what the hell you signed. What are you telling me? I don't have the right to read? Since when? You know, so you start there. And what's all in the, the, the vaccines is just horrifying. From mercury to uh, pig urine, monkey urine, monkey viral, uh, formaldehyde, petroleum oils, uh, you name it. The list is the list that you can yeah. probably blow up a building if you put it in something and, and throw it. It'd probably blow up, you know, and yet you're putting this crap in your kid. I don't, I don't this, is across, this is across the country. This is how these vials are. Well, this is where it starts, right? So this is the beginning of what gets into the system. And now you want to go, you want to jump a little bit. So now the kid gets a couple of years old. And by the time the kid gets into kindergarten, your kid's now gotten a minimum of 48 to as much as 55 shots before they go to school. Where oh, is the buildup? Where is the buildup of immunity there? That's how much it is these days. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So where's the buildup of immunity there? It's not. That's number one. And you know what? I don't say don't inoculate, don't inoculate. I say get educated. And I'm not telling people if you're not educated. I'm saying a couple of things here. If you don't know about something, then you don't know. But just don't make a guess. Make an educated guess. So if you don't know about something, you owe it to yourself as a parent to look up what the hell you're putting into your kid. If you don't do that, then you're guilty then you're guilty. You can't just turn around and say these days that I'm just going to trust my, my, my doctor and I'm good to go because what's happening now and more books are coming out more than ever before. We all know about the gut to the brain. We all know about gluten. We all know what it does to the lining of the small intestinal tract that interferes with the neurotransmitters that send from the gut to the brain because the science will tell you that 60 to 70% of the serotonin is not developed in the brain. It's developed in the gut then goes to the brain. And no what shit. Happens, yes. So what happens here now 
if you're turning around and you're loading up the gut with gluten, and let's hit that for about 30 seconds, you, you, you take in the gluten, and the gluten is the SIGA, the S-I-G-A. It lines the inside of the small intestinal tract. And when you put gluten into that, it eats that lining, which means now the small intestinal tract really isn't protected too much. What's the active ingredient in gluten that's doing the eating? It's the, it's I believe it's the SIGA, and I, I don't I, I could be wrong on that, but there is like you're saying there is an enzyme there that eats away that lining. Now you go back now to the vaccines, the mercury and all the garbage. We already know the mercury pollutes the lining of the intestinal tract. True digestion, if people don't truly understand it, true digestion does not happen in the stomach. That's just a small part. It starts in the mouth with the saliva. That chimes down, goes down the pipe, and goes into the stomach. Then you got the HCL, which 85% of North Americans are short on. And people take in the Nexium, the purple pill, which they claim heals the esophageal. No, it does not. And what you, you, you don't have enough acid there. So what happens, you take a purple pill, and it, it wipes out the rest of the acid. So what is what is... What is Nexium? It's anti-acid, means no acid. So when you take the Nexium, it goes down into the gut, it wipes out all the acid and opens up the floodgates of the channels to release the acid, the pain goes away. So now the pain goes away, right? So now they're claiming how the purple pill heals. That's bull. There's nothing in that medication that heals. That lining of the esophageal is called an epithelial lining tissue. It's the same tissue as the tissue in your gums. All your organs align with that. The healing process is very fast. So if you can calm that down, the body's natural mechanism heals the esophageal tissue. So we want to get into the heavy metals with these kids now. So now so it's, it's symptom treatment again. So it's basically just treating symptoms. So you're not fixing the problem. So you get something like from Standard Process or any one of these holistic food companies that create HCL product a raw food plant-based product that creates the HCL in the gut, you want to take that. So you take it 10 to 15 minutes before you eat a meal, you're never going to have a problem, okay? So now these kids not only have less acid in their gut, now they got all this heavy metal lining. The lining definitely interferes with the neurotransmitters, which sends the messages to the brain. And these kids are all over the place. Now you send them to school, and they're eating the crap that the school is loaded with GMO, loaded with gluten. It's loaded with all the pesticides. Um, forget about the saturated garbage fat uh, and the sugar content. Listen, you know, it's like going to McDonald's. If you're eating a burger, it's got corn. If you're drinking a soda, it's got corn. Your bun, it's got corn. The meat, it's got corn. And it's all GMO and modified, and it's all st- shot up with steroids, antibiotics, and everything else. And then the pesticides, and your kid is eating it. Bottom line. Now, so we set Johnny and Mary all through elementary. They go this way through junior high, and they're going through high school this way. So if you look at all those years, 12 years of school or whatever that it is, okay, all the sickness that comes in between, all the colds and flus, and all these other medications that are given to these kids, I will tell you this, those meds set them up for future disease. Definitely. It's, well, I mean, think about it. They, they, what do they say, right? When your kid comes home sick, they call it flu season. You're hanging out with all the kids. Well, what the fuck are all the inoculations for? Aren't you supposed to not get sick? Here's what I want your listeners to realize. And remember this a few years ago. <clears throat> do you remember when we had the big scare with all the, the, the flu shots were all screwed up? 
They were off. They only hit 20% of the mark. They were tainted. You can't take them. And all of a sudden, they're saying, this group can, 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 cannot, cannot, don't, don't do. Well, what happened to all the 50 years before that, that you turned around and said, everybody must have this shot? And all of a sudden, you're saying it's okay. What happens, people? What the freak happens when most people take the flu shot? You get the flu. Hello? Okay, so... Here's what, six to nine strands that are in the flu shot that outside are trying to match thousands? That's why it doesn't work. It's the biggest freaking fallacy and moneymaker in mankind. That flu shot is the biggest guy. What? You can go to freaking Rite Aid now, bro. You can go to Kroger. You can go to Publix. You can go to any of these supermarkets now and get a freaking flu shot. Since when? You know when? Because they're putting nurses in these freaking stations and they're making it medically legal to be able to go get a damn flu shot at the damn supermarket. What the hell is that? That sounds like a dope boy corner move, isn't it? Yeah, and how you kind of sell your dope, you you normalize it, oh, then you spread it out in regular... I when mean, you then you make it easy. Movie, when you watch that movie Generation RX, you're going to see a lot of this, and it's going to teach you. It's going to teach your viewers. They'll be blown away. And I'm talking legit documentation. Signa- excuse me, signatures from... Politicians, you name it, from senators to attorneys to it's there. And you're like, what? What am I watching? But you know what? Americans, you know, when I was doing radio a couple of years ago for a little bit here in Atlanta, um, I would just tell people outright, you know why they get away with it? Because we're stupid. As Americans, we're the dumbest thing freaking walking because you know what we do? It's we do the same shit in sports. If somebody does something wrong, oh, you say you're sorry and we forget. And as long as it's not in your face, if it's, it's it, listen, out of sight, out of mind. The cognitive dissonance is strong in this country, man. And all you got to do is say sorry. But in my opinion, when it comes to our children, it comes to our welfare and our wellness. Listen, population regulation, people, is real. Why is, why, why is this country, which is one of the richest countries in the world, we only have, what, 370 freaking million people in this country? When you got people like India... Or, or or China that have over a million people population. What the hell's and, going on over there? Tell and me. They, and they did outright birth control. Oh. Over when you could only have so many kids for a while in China. They're still over Two kids in China, and I think if you have a senior male or the female, they, they're taken. So, like, they, so, they, so your point is so valid that they even strict birth over there, and they're way overpopulated, and we're only at 320 million in this country. Right. So, so, so let's look at... A, hold on, hold on, dog. We may be on to something, man, because the other part that I talk about is uh, a documentary I always suggest, which is The House That We Live In. I'm shooting a documentary right now called Chemical Incarceration. And we that documentary in ourselves, we talk about how the war on drugs and all the, the prison system, et cetera, was done to eliminate that bottom 10 to 15 percent that are no longer needed in the factories. So in, in a sense, population control in a way to liquidate people for money and growth and income like private yeah. prisons. And so now, I mean, you're you're talking about population control on another end, and brother, I mean, you're connecting so many. I'm sure people are going to well, get out I of here. Connected a little more for you because people say, "Oh, that's crazy. Our government would never do that." And people better freaking think again. Well, that's the that's the cognitive dissonance, man. Well, it's so fucking strong. Let me give you a stat, a real stat on pharmacology. Okay, ninety percent of pharmaceutical in the world is absorbed right here in the United States. Ten percent goes to the rest of the world. What the fuck? That's real. Okay. 
not only is that real, but we're one of the only countries, maybe next to England and some other places there, um, we're the only ones that commercialize it. And actually, there's a ban going on right now, a bill trying to get passed. Yeah, I took your link. I I, uh, uh, reposted the link on Facebook. Yeah, right. They're trying to pass a law now, stop commercializing the medication. That seems to be everybody's first answer. Dr. Carl Hart's coming on the show in the end of December. Oh, I mean, he's screaming for that. I was screaming yeah. for that. You know, my wife even, she's an ARMP. So everyone I know from medical professionals to professors of it to you, all of us are screaming at minimum, take the right. fucking commercials away. It's it's insane. It's um, So here you got people thinking, oh, no way, population regulation. Well, well, let me tell you something. Here's what those other countries have that we don't have. We still manage to have clean water, but isn't that changing on the West Coast? It is. People are dumping their lawns for desert lawns. Yep. Reality. That's true. Six to ten dollars, depending where you go for bottled water. Insane. Okay? So it's starting here. But what does India and China have like high pop the pollution is off the charts. Oh, it's ridiculous. Off the disease is starting to come off the charts. Their water is the worst in forget it. Their, their sewage is atrocious. I heard people uh, actually. Some, is it true people that are passing out in bathrooms over in public bathrooms in China due to methane? The bathrooms being so disgusting. It's there is some truth to that, but I think there's something more to it than that. Um, it's adding to it. The people that you go in, what works there, which could be the possibility, is the decrease in in, in somebody's immune system. That if the immune system's not working right, you know, you got 10 kids in a class and the flu's going around, colds and flus are going around, but six come in and four don't. How come, they're all going to class together. How come these kids didn't all come down with it? Because one kid's immune system is stronger than the other. That's how that works. But you, you start looking at this here and you start looking at the drugs and medication in adolescence, how they become in their 20s and 30s and other things start coming in and now shit starts hitting the fan. Cancer is a big one. Cancer is huge. There is more juvenile arthritis on the rise, juvenile diabetes on the rise, and a big, big, big one is juvenile cancer. There are more extensions to hospitals for pediatric cancer wards than ever before. What the fuck? So people got it. Now, now here's the deal. Me and you are geared today. I mean, I don't know your lifestyle, but my lifestyle, I'm living an organic lifestyle 25 plus. That's what well we're we're probably two years into it, man. Now could some would someone say that the reason cancer jumps so much is because we can test for it more now? That's not why it's jumping. It's okay. jumping because of what's in the foods and what's in the water and what you're drinking. And what yeah, you- I'm just I'm playing the other side because these are, this is the shit that I get yelled back at too. No, no. What you can what it's directly proportional to is is the food and water. I mean, look at you go back 30, 40 years ago, girls were getting periods at 14, 15, 16 years old. Girls today are getting it at eight, nine, ten. Yep. At hairy legs. The breasts on these kids are, are huge. Boys are, are mustaches at twelve years old. I mean, you look at what they put in the milk, what they're putting in the meat. Hey, I got something for you. I'm I'm gonna throw one more of this thought. I had it the other day, right? I was noticing in some research I was doing most psych meds, right? That because that's what I do is uh, I'm a mental health counselor. And most psych meds that are given out over time actually dramatically reduce male testosterone. And so now um, that film that we're making about chemical incarceration, about how they're basically incarcerating most of the country under some sort of chemical form, 48% of this country takes a pill every morning uh, or more. 
And so I threw this idea together. I said, what if an idea, wouldn't you want a society full of betas so they wouldn't rebel on you? And now look at the big controversy going around, how the loss of manhood is gone, how the this beta male is taking over, right? And you see this coming up. So what you're talking about, our kids are increased more put on psychotropic medications early. All over the place. Right. So they're All beta. So they're so they're beta and the boys to begin with with the psychotropic medication because that lowers testosterone and then you mix all of this like I'm with you brother we eat organic at the house right so uh, all this fucked up food all this shit add that on top of the idea I mean wouldn't you want to create a stupid passive beta society you know they they I think government wants a dumbed society to keep everybody at bay to do what they want. And you don't need them alphas out there because, look, hanging on the corner of my wall is a Guy Fox mask sitting in glass that says, break in case of revolution. And so they don't want dudes like you and myself. I'm sorry. My, my doorbell rang and my, my Rottweiler's getting sore. Hold on a second. That's all right, man. See, manhood still exists, people. And as he's in front of it talking, you hear the Rottweiler in the background. I'm just posing an idea here. I mean, look, we're not – well, I'm just adding to that thought. The fact of it is, look, I'm using facts to shoot theories of the idea that, look, psychotropic medications do reduce testosterone. Right. And so if you can betafy the country and take away the weapons and you can put them all on drugs and the government is the one manufacturing the drugs, that means you need us to stay calm and good once we've convinced you you need the magic pill. And now we also hold the magic seeds that allow us to grow everything. You see... <laughs> You know, I got a friend of mine that turned me on to something. You talk about like suppressing the people and all these business and who wants to take over. And you see all this Islamic stuff coming in these days. You know, did you ever look up the underground airport in color in Denver, Colorado? No. Oh, dude. <laughs> Google underground airport and tell me what you see. You oh my make, God. You're gonna make me want to do that now while we're on the podcast, bro. Blow your mind. <laughs> it's that. All right, what am I looking up, man? Air, what am I seeing? Just, just Google underground airport Denver or Colorado. All right. Well, remember, this up, I got a podcast. So, everybody, if you're li- when you're listening to this podcast on Monday, pull it up. Go to, um, you know, underground airport Denver. Just search that one. That's what I did. There's a video there that pulls up. But a uh, secret base beneath the Denver International yes. Airport now yes. revealed. When you Holy start shit. looking at that, it's going to open up a bunch of other things. And if they show an aerial shot of the underground map, I'm telling you, you can't make yeah. stuff up. I'm dude. looking at it, dude. What the I fuck? Hot sticker. What the fuck? Yes. Now, if you look at the murals that they have on the walls down Look at that shit. Yeah, man. Station. You I can try to explain them. They want everybody in this country to be as one from other countries like Islam. Where did they come from? Where did this come from, man? That's been there for freaking ever. No way, dude. Yes way. Quit fucking around, man. No, you see it. You research it. You research it. You don't. I, know, I know you're shocked. I know you're shocked. And I bet you the average, the average American who looked that crap up would be blown away, too. What the, the fuck? Yeah, when you guys look that up. Tell me about this in my office one day. I'm like, you're out of your damn mind. And this dude, in my, he's such a crazy guy. 
Hey, but he's cool people. He's really legit on the up and up, really cool guy. But man, he can be off the cuff sometimes. He says, oh man, you gotta check it out. Look it up, bring it up right now, bring it up. Well, I, I brought it up in my office. I'm like, what the frick am I looking at here? He's that's what I'm telling you. Dude. Um, crazy stuff, but what I gotta so, do now, I gotta read a little bit on it because people listen to podcasts driving. I don't want them to start thumbing through something <laughs> right now and getting a fucking oh, wreck. Right. It's way too go home, people. <laughs> yeah, so if I can so, so, off a little more to get really with some things you want to talk about, which really hot my heart today, which is cancer, you know, um, and talking about these kids and bringing them up and medications and the food and the dairy and the meats and uh, the chemicals that were shooting in the spraying of the skies and what keeps going on. I mean, you got more and more people from the Air Force coming forward, flying these planes, talking about what the hell they're dumping in the skies here. You know, it's you're talking why, about the the chemtrails, man. I thought bad. they put a lot of that shit to bed, man. Yes, that ain't to bed nothing. Not when I see it out my freaking damn door every goddamn day. No, there ain't nothing to bed about that. When it's in the freaking sky, pulling me and my family and creating more damn disease, it's not to bed. The government wants it to bed. They don't want people asking. I give kudos to these pilots who come forward and bring photos of what's behind them. As they're flying this plane with these tanks hooked up to hoses, and they're flying fifty thousand feet in the air, unloading this shit. All right, man, my cognitive dissonance can only take so much beauty <laughs> in, one, in one fucking podcast. One moment, right? Yeah, so, man. Look, okay. Looking at all this stuff here, so I want to get into talking about what people are trying to do here. And one guy, I tell you, you got to get on your show sometime. He's dear to my heart. This guy is, I call him my hero, is Ty Bollinger. Okay. How do you tie about tie balance? Ty Bollinger, and you friend him on Facebook. You'll find him there. Tell him I sent you. Tell him Dr. Scott Perlman. He is. He's got a book, Cancer: Think Outside the Box, that will blow your mind. A phenomenal book. This guy put his life on the line. This man was threatened, followed, phone calls, you name it. This guy's got a wife and a handful of kids, man. Beautiful hey, kids. Beautiful hey, just, wife. Just a- just to forewarn you, you get death threats yet? No. You will after this. <laughs> oh, shit. Mine's, mine started, man. Mine started a well, couple months ago. Here's the deal. That book, Cancer Out, Think Outside the Box, is gives you all these alternative cancer remedies that are going on out there today. And last year, he created – oh, yeah, that's, I'll talk about that in a minute. You know, um, yeah. Last year, he created these 12-disc series – with interviewing different doctors around this country and in Mexico of doing alternative cancer. This year, just recently, he put out a nine disc series he's putting out, traveled a few places around the world, talking to from Germany to Australia to here in the United States to here in Georgia to California, you name it, Arizona, Mexico, doctors that are doing it and working for people with all these different modalities, helping people heal cancer naturally. What, what part of his talk is? do you pull into your practice? What do you use from it besides all of it? Well, here's what I was doing last year. My MD that I had in my office had passed away. And when he passed away, I hired another MD to try to take over. And she didn't like the training through somebody else we were doing some work with, and she ends up quitting. So at the moment, we're quiet with some of it. But let me tell you what we were doing. And I will mention this foremost. I, I never claimed to heal anybody. Any of the protocols we do don't claim to heal. Uh, we don't claim to have the answer to healing cancer. I will never say I heal cancer or anything to that. 
But what I do claim, like Ty claims, is that we talk about how to build up the immune system and get the body strong and get the body to recognize how to really take over to heal the body because the body is a self-mechanism that, is, that has been created by God to heal itself from so many different things. You know, it's like the brain. You say, oh, we only use 10% of the brain, but the rest of the brain is a waste. Why? Because you don't know what it does? God didn't put this whole brain in your head for no reason. Yeah, I mean, for the I'm most part, what, what they do with that is we technically use our entire brain, but we use only 10% of a location at a certain time. We've yet to yeah, function well, to use only, the whole thing. Use F and women use both left and right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Stop. man. When, when I found out... <laughs> when I when I found out you were from Brooklyn, man, I was like, oh, thank God, my man's gonna be down to earth. He's gonna be able to talk and fucking really, you know, it is what it is. Converse this. Now, um, listen, there's no agenda worse than a hidden one. Okay. Well, I mean, look, what you're talking, the fact that if anybody out there, whoever listens to this or whatever, or currently would take issue with any notion that. Eating organic, healthy, you mean the exact way you were supposed to before corporations took over, or exercising and then supplementing with the natural medicines that exist in this world. If you think for a fucking second that doesn't help in any right, then listen, there's a difference between stupid people and idiots. Stupid people can listen to things and learn. Idiots well, don't know. Or, you know, just don't make a guess, make an educated guess. Start researching what some of this stuff is about, about spraying the GMOs. People say, oh, GMOs don't hurt anybody. Yeah, then you sit there and you eat it. You sit there and eat it. You know, the bottom line is, yes, here it is in a quick theory. You know, they create the seed. Monsanto creates the seed. They plant the seed. They own Roundup. They created Roundup. So they take the Roundup. The plant grows. They can spray that plant with Roundup all they want. And it it doesn't affect the plant. It kills the bug. But here's two downfalls. Number one, you're polluting the soil that the plant is growing on. And because the monoculture, the way it is in this country, you're growing so much of the same thing on thousands of acres of land. You keep spraying that. You're killing the land and polluting the water system in the area. And that's what's happening. Eventually, you're not going to be able to use those lands anymore. When you monoculture instead of rotating culture, you're going to kill it, wipe it out, and never be able to use it again. Okay? So you look at that. Where is the wind there? You know, you start looking at what it does to mice and other animals that they're testing GMO foods on, and tumors are developing. And government, for chicken farmers, you can, as you slaughter in the animal, they see the tumor, you're allowed to cut the tumor off, throw it away, and use the meat. That's no different than what, how people need to realize when you have cancer, cutting off your breast doesn't make it that your cancer's gone. You didn't, listen, you didn't get cancer because you have a breast. You got cancer because your blood is wrong. There's something wrong from what you ate that's created this. You didn't get that last month, last year. That cancer brewed in your system for 15 to 25 years, and now it's come out for the majority. I'm not saying that these kids aren't getting cancer today because they are. Little kids' uh, um, glioblastoma is so on the rise. It's, I just lost. I just saw on Facebook the other day, I saw a friend of mine I went to school with, which is the daughter of one of my instructors. God, oh, may she be at rest. This glioblastoma took her in a year, a little over a year. Gorgeous girl, great chiropractor, great in the community, uh, adjusting thousands of families, you know? I mean, gone, gone. But, and another thing I want to talk real, I want to, I don't want to get off track a little bit too much because the death, I want to talk about these alternative doctors popping up. But Scott, Scott, I can tell you this, brother, you have no time limit on this podcast, my oh, man. 
right. you don't have you don't have to rush a fucking thing. Oh, we run no. we run three hours, two hours. You're good. Answer right. So some of the alternatives. What we want to talk about how we were helping people's immune systems come around. Well, I'm going to ramble off a few, and people are going to be like, "What do you mean?" Well, number one on top of the list for me is high dose vitamin C through IV, and I recommend any cancer patient that has a port. You can have it done through a port. Do the research. Again, I'm not saying any of these treatments are going to heal you, get you I've heard that. I'm not claiming that we're beating cancer. It's going to rip your cancer. I'm not saying that. But what I will say is do your research and what it does to the immune system and what your immune system is able to do for your body when you have cancer. What it does for T cells and killer cells that go after cancer cells. How it builds it. When my wife's own oncologist turned around and looked us dead in the face and told us her immune system had nothing to do with her cancer. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? I said, Doc, we're going to agree to disagree. So it's either you can test her and monitor her because we take care of her, or I'll find another doc that's going to do that. We were blown away. By the very next visit we went, for some reason or another, his attitude took a total 180. So we kept him because he monitors her, draws the blood, this, that, whatever. High-dose vitamin C. You know, you can go start off at 25 to 50 to go to 75 grams to 100 to 125 grams. And I highly recommend depending what state you're in, is uh, vitamin B17, which is apricot seed, but you get it liquid. Once you do the vitamin C, then you want to back it up with the B17 in a bag, liquid. You start with three grams for a week, another week, then you go to six grams, and a week after that, you go to nine, and that's where you stay. You do the, you do the nine grams of that after you do, you know, you're going to be in the seat with 75 grams. You'll be in the seat for two and a half, three hours, getting an IV, and when that bag is done, you hook up the B17 and you're there for a half hour and you're done. Once a week after that, hydrogen peroxide IV. Hydrogen peroxide. Really? Kills the viral, kills bacteria, mold, fungi in the bloodstream, creates more oxygen. What does cancer hate more than anything? Hates oxygen. It wants a low oxygen environment, right? So those little things there you can do. Other things that were talked about on, on some of these videos. You got hyperthermia treatment. When you can raise the core temperature a bit in an area, let's say somebody's got liver cancer or pancreatic cancer, and you put these hypothermic pads on that, raise the temperature in that area very high. That temperature kills cancer cells. So hyperthermic therapy is another good one. Hyperbaric chamber is another good one. You want to do um, pulse electromagnetic frequency therapy that creates automatically that alone. PMF creates a um, a high VO2 max, which creates more oxygen into the system. Number one, number two, cancer doesn't like a high voltage; it likes resonating at a low voltage. So the high voltage alone is going to send that, and and it gets down to the nitty gritty with that. You know um, what I like? What I like about a lot of what you're talking about are what are the Aside from what are the risk factors as compared to doing chemotherapy versus the side effect risk factors of doing that? None. 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 I don't know what else to say. (laughs) If I back it up real quick, high dose vitamin C. What I will say it does, for those who try to do it in the vein, you do it a couple of months and start shutting down your veins because the high doses does that. So I highly recommend always to put a port. You put the port, it goes right in there and no issues. Every time you go, they're going to take heparin. They're going to shoot it through there. It's going to open it up, keep it clear. And every time you go, it's not going to be a problem. 
And mind you, people, do this with a, a practicing professional, please. Yes, yes, absolutely. You go, you go see your your MD, who's into alternative wellness, who does these kind of things. Um, some people will do high dose vitamin C on and off with chemotherapy. Tends to work pretty good for folks who do that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of research out there that points to vitamin C. Now, heavy dosing on vitamin C, if you're not fighting cancer, I do not suggest you do. It's well. Here's the thing. Um, it's the liquid is not the same as taking the powder. Number one, okay. You can take a powder. I have a powder that we give to our patients. What's the difference? It's I'm going to tell you. The the first of all, it doesn't get into the bloodstream and go after the cancer cells the same way as a liquid IV does. Okay. okay? Um, the powders, the energy C that I have is four thousand milligrams. Somebody that's got pneumonia can take twenty five, thirty thousand milligrams in a day and wipe out their pneumonia. Yeah, it's strong. It's definitely for fighting those yeah. things. Colds and flu is gone in a day by taking all that kind of vitamin C. But there are other than a cancer patient taking it through the vein and shutting down some veins, which you want to keep it out, which you'll know. When you go, they're not going to be able to stick it. So you're going to know right away. There's no known other organ brain side effects to doing high-dose vitamin C. Hydrogen peroxide. Also done, you want this all done by a physician, an MD, or trained MD with a naturopath and all that. Um, hydrogen peroxide is another one. No side effects to it. The B-17 has been around since the early 50s. No side effects to that. Um, a big, big, big one today. You know, you talk about the post-electromagnetic therapy. Zero side effects. There's another good treatment, very expensive, though. It's they use some of that for uh, depression, too. Yes. Oh, I help patients in my office with the post-electromagnetic. You know, um, IPT. IPT therapy is insulin potentiated therapy. And you, obviously, again, you, folks, you don't do this anywhere else other than your medical doctor's office. What, what they do here is that they'll lower your blood sugar levels to a very low level. And this is all done with nurses and MDs in the office and so forth. So what do you think the receptor sites on the cancer cells are doing when you're dropping sugar levels? They're bugging out because yeah. we all know sugar loves, cancer loves sugar. It needs sugar to survive. Wait, wait, wait. All right, dude, I'm sorry. I'm connecting all this shit now. So the World Health Organization puts out that 25 grams of sugar per day at most is what you should be ingesting. And now we now know everything for the majority that exists out there has full of sugar. Right. And, and sugar can create or and or attract or can, can sugar play into cancer? It, play, it's, it is playing into cancer. Not is it. It is. Oh, so here's the deal. I don't say people stop all your sugar. I tell people don't hand your sugar. Don't do that. And when you use sugar, use real sugar. Use organic cane sugar. If you've got to use it, use that. Because all those yellow, pinks, purples, and the Splendid, Splendid, they say, I don't even know how they get away with it legal on the air, that they turn around and tell people that Splendid is derivative from sugar. No, it's not. It's made in a freaking lab, for crying out loud. It's the most false crap in the world. What you want to use, people, is use stimuli. Use stimuli with your products. It's 10 times sweeter than sugar, healthier for you. It comes from a plant, and you, you're going to be fine from it. But let's get back to the sugar thing here. Sugar is directly proportionally related to cancer. You need sugar in your body. 
You need sugar for cell function. You need it for brain function. You do. But my, my little girl is sitting right here, right next to me right now. What does she come up here? Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, look at that. She comes to me with a bowl of fruit, right? Yeah. So that's real sugar. Your body knows what to do with this apple. It can digest it. It knows what it needs to do with the sugar. So there's really no problem there. But I will say that if you are a cancer patient, you don't want to add a lot of the different fruits other than maybe if you're juicing for certain reasons. But cancer, cancer cannot, you go to your top oncologist in the world and he's going to tell you, how does cancer survive? He's going to tell you in a non-oxygenated environment and he's going to tell you it with lots of sugar. It needs, it needs glucose to survive. So when you do IPT therapy, here's the gig with that therapy. So it's technically sugar level down. So it's technically living and eating that much glucose over time. Are, are, do you make yourself more susceptible? Yes. Yes. At 100%, yes. Not a maybe, not I don't know. Yes. And any oncologist out there who says differently is full of crap. And he's a liar. And shame on him. Even my, even my wife's own doctor used to have candy on the counter. I said to them, what in the world do you guys do with candy on the counter for cancer patients? Well, they need to be happy. This happy. What you're doing is just feeding the damn cancer. You give more goddamn chemo. That there is no place for candy on this counter, dude. I took pictures of that, spread it on Facebook. There has not been candy on that counter since. I'm not kidding you. It's the small wars. It is what it is, but it is a fact. Sugar feeds the cancer. Anybody, 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 please listening to this pro- podcast, you've got to cut out your sugar. Do not add sugar. Do, do not do it. You stay away from it. You eat more greens, more leafy greens. You got to start putting this into your diet because you got to start supporting this liver. You know, so with the IPT, right? The IPT, what are they doing? They're dropping the sugar down low. So what's happening here is that the receptor sites on these cancer cells are freaking screaming. They're looking for sugar. So what do they do with IPT? They, dry, they shoot glucose, but they piggyback it Instead of that much chemo, they do 10% of the chemo. And it fools the receptocytes as it tags along with the glucose and kills the cancer. That's been around, dude, since the 1950s. And that guy that came up with that, forgive me for not remembering his name, but the guy that came up with that gave it to the government after the government wanted it from him to test it. And when he wanted to be part of that study, they told him no. So he, they do the study, and they say, he showed them how to work it and everything. They get back to him and say, oh, it doesn't work. He said, because you didn't do it right. So they claim that the study was false. Well, several years go by, and they offered to do it again. And don't you know it? He got involved with that. And it worked. But they don't want to pass it. That's the deal. So you look up history of insulin-potentiated therapy. And you tell me what you find on that. Yeah, low dose. It's a, oh, I'm starting to echo. Yeah, so you, you see, you pop it up in front of your screen, right? Hold on. Yeah, I got it. One second. It is insulin potentiated therapy is an experimental alternative cancer treatment using insulin as an adjunct, just like you said, to low dose chemotherapy. IPT is closely related to penicillin, penicillin potential targeting low dose. And I'm, I wanted to get the guy's name up. Um, the history of it was invented by Dr. Donato Perez Garcia. Teach that protocol, I believe, in Houston, Texas, to doctors all around this country and the world. 
Just and yeah, it's, it's about twenty five thousand dollars, twenty thousand dollars to get certified. Yeah, it's usually ten ten percent to twenty five percent of the traditional prescribed dose of chemotherapy. The sugar water is then injected, uh, just like you said, man. Um, when used to treat cancer in conjunction with chemotherapy, those uh, yeah, everything, bro. Uh, yeah, permeability of cell membranes and disease cells in order to increase the absorbance of the therapeutic agents. You do it legally, you do it right, you go to a practitioner that's doing it, that has history, and it's legal in your area, and you, you check it out. I always tell people, just don't guess, make an educated guess. You just don't go doing things because your aunt and cousin Billy around the block told you to do it. Or even, the guy with the, or even the guy with the white coat that tells you to do it. You got to check that out. Oh, I always say, the further you can stay from the white coats, the better. I mean, it's, it's, in, it's insane. There isn't a drug in the, in the world that's healed the freaking soul. You know, but I say this, we're, we're the best in the world when it comes to emergency care. I don't think anybody beats us for emergency care. But out of 38 great nations, we fall last. You got to be kidding me. You know what? So I say this, save Wait, my life we, with your drugs. Fall, you got to do what you got to do. We fall last when? In the 38 great nations, we yeah. fall last when it comes to nutrition. Listen, your average practitioner who goes to school, your MD practitioner who goes to school for eight to ten years, he gets three, count them, three freaking hours of nutrition. Three hours. You think your you think your MD is gonna tell you about nutrition, about wellness? He knows he and she knows nothing about that. Maybe the new MDs that are getting out, they're taking more electives on nutrition and wellness care than ever before. Well, the research is out there. Over fifty some percent of your MDs will tell you to your face. The oncologist, if they had a, if they had cancer, they wouldn't do the chemo or radiation. That's a fact. That's a fact. Your average lifespan of an MD is what under sixty years old? Are you freaking kidding me? No shit. Yeah, that's the real deal. Well, they are. They they bust their ass. So you're looking at IPT is another therapy out there. Now they got this other ultraviolet light therapy now. That you can hook up through the vein, through the artery, depending on your state and who's doing it again. That also kills the viral, the bacteria, the mold, the fungi, cancer cells. But here's here's the history on that. And don't hold me verbatim, but do look it up. Um, where when you get that hooked up to your arm, it sends an ultraviolet light through the venual system. And it's about an hour-long treatment. It goes through your body, through your venual system, going after targeting cells like cancer cells and kills them. So you want to get down into the DNA, which is, you know, certain things are tagged in our body for protection, that the body, body's natural mechanism, like stem cells down by the nucleus where cancer cells like to come up from, and that's what makes them so hard to go after. So the hydrogen peroxide that kills viral bacteria and all this, the one thing it doesn't get through is this tagging part of it sometimes. This ultraviolet light goes through that. Pretty cool stuff that people are doing now. Wow. And instead of, listen, folks, it's never any one thing. When you go to alternative world and start wanting to beat up the cancer, you got to tap into a bunch of other things. But I will, I will tell you one common, real denominator out of all the alternative treatments that are out there is your food and what you eat and what you drink 
and your mentality. And I don't care. You know, I tell people all the time, they want to know all these different books. You know, there's so many books and things that you can do out there. By the time you read them all, you'll be dead. Bottom line. And I'm telling you, if, if anybody's listening out there that knows a thing or two about the alternative world, you stop and think a minute, a minute about what I'm saying. What does it always come down to when you hear stuff? The majority of it will come down to that if any treatment, they're going to end it with what you're eating. You've got to get rid of the hormones, the steroids, the antibiotics, and you sprayed fruits and vegetables. And here's another biggie, even if you're doing the chemo, folks, because the dead has to go somewhere. When you're dying off these cells, they got to go. So where do you think they're going? You think you're urinating and pooping all over that? No, you're not. No, you're not. And who knows that? The freaking damn oncologist. That's who knows that. So what's happening here, right? As you're trying to do the chemo and trying to kill this stuff, and you're not getting rid of all the dead, and you've got some cancer cells that are still there. And keep in mind, folks, okay, that if the chemo and radiation was working, we wouldn't have one out of three women today and one out of two men today coming down with some form of cancer in this lifetime. The numbers wouldn't be increasing they'd be decreasing. People are living longer with cancer, not without cancer. We have more modalities, not more cures. So start thinking of this when I'm talking this mess. Because that's the reality of it. It's the true issue of the day. Mm -hmm. You want to talk of the numbers? People are dying like freaking flies. And most most males will die of cancer if they don't die of something else. Well, go to the American Cancer Society and it will tell you there that one out of three women and one out of two men today in this lifetime are going to come down with some form of cancer. So with all the treatments that you're looking to do, I, I, I'm going to tell you, change, it's not a diet, folks. It becomes a way of life. And it ain't easy. Because we're all indoctrinated of how we want to eat and where we want to go with fast food. If you eat fast food, you better get rid of it. That is the worst food in the world anybody can ever eat. How these cows, pigs, and chickens are raised are disgusting. Disgusting. With all the drugs and hormones and sprays that they're fed, never mind how they're treated and taken care of, will blow your mind. I've watched more video over the years on how animals are treated, and we're supposed to eat that? Are you freaking kidding me? The steroids and the crap and the sprays that you feed them. Listen, a cow, a cow's not supposed to eat corn, people. I don't care what part of the freaking country you grow up in. You grow up in corn land, good for you. But you're not supposed to feed that damn cow corn. God did not design that cow to eat freaking corn. It's designed, it's got five chambers to eat grass. Grass, people, not corn, not grain, grass. Now, you could, some of you, I'm sorry if I'm offending any cow farmer or whatever, but it, it is what it is. You got. Why do you think they're pumped with so much antibiotic? Because they're getting infected inside because their stomachs, in, in, listen, the chambers get infected. They can't assimilate all this food properly. They get infected. They got to give it the antibiotic. So the infections go away. But the problem is they over, they give so much antibiotic, the cows are starting to become immune to it. You eat that cow. You give them the medicine. You give them the steroid. It's going into the muscle. What do you think the meat is? It's the muscle. You're eating it. Period. That's it. You might as well go harpoon your neighbor's freaking cow and cut him up and you can eat his shoulder. It's, it's, it's the steak you're eating. 
I mean, what do you, I don't get it. You know, people don't put it together because the cow's not running around in the damn supermarket and you're saying, oh, I'll take that one. And then you watch them go through a conveyor belt as they slit the freaking poor animal's throat. And mind you, for a cancer patient, the uric acid that builds up during the process of mutilating that animal. You can't help that. The shock mechanism will happen every freaking time. You cannot avoid it. You slaughter the animal and the uric acid backs up into the muscle. You eat the muscle. You're eating urine. Wow. That's the, I got to let the echo catch up. Give me one second. It's got a slight delay on it. Disgusting. <laughs> that's, my, that's my little one. <laughs> we pass this, why I can't, I won't say the name of the chicken company, but we pass the chicken company all the time since they're little. And I used to tell the girls, what chickens are those? And they'll turn around. What chicken is that, Sophia? The bad chicken. <laughs> you know, and, and Whole Foods is down the blocks. And I know that they do not buy from them, mind you. But, I love how, how old the little one. What's her name? She's 10. What's her name? Sophia. Sophia, I appreciate that uh, humoristic in the background. It'll probably be the best part of the whole show. Um, <laughs> now that you threw a Facebook killer cuteness in there like that, yeah, man, all this yeah. amazing information is just going to be forgot. But I'm going to tell you, man, it starts when they're kids and it sits in the system and it brews and comes out. And you keep feeding the system. So you got all these alternative treatments. And I'll tell you, when even if you're going to do chemo, if you decide to do chemo and radiation, the one thing I will tell you you need to do with the dead, you must do organic coffee enemas. And the enema is not to go to the bathroom. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, the plus it gets you going. But the thing is here, the enzyme in the organic coffee bean, and it has to be organic coffee. And this theory comes from the Gerson. If you look up Gerson, G.E. Max Gerson, which who they killed, look up the story on this guy. Max Gerson, G-E-R-S-O-N, okay? And Max Gerson was uh, an MD from Germany who came here on Park Avenue in New York City in the 30s and 40s in healing cancer, and they killed that man. His nurse that worked for him was working with some pharmaceutical company or whatever, and they were putting, I think the story is that they were putting lye into his coffee. They only wanted him sick, so sick to get him out of there. She puts so much in, she kills him. If you look up the, yeah, the I'm on it now. Man. He's from Max Gerson. He's a uh, physician. German. Um, up to yeah, German physician. In 1881, 1959, developed Gerson therapy, a diet, a dietary based alternative cancer treatment, claimed to have cured cancer and most chronic and degenerative diseases. He described his uh, his book is a cancer therapy, uh, result of 50 cases. A National book. Cancer Institute. They evaluated it, concluded data showed. No benefit from this treatment. The therapy is both ineffective and dangerous as prescribed by them in the United right, States. Stop right there a minute. So you just read a line. His therapy is dangerous. Let me tell you what his therapy is. You ready? Organic fruits, vegetables, vegetable stews, coffee animals, and high amounts of carrot and green apple juicing. That's what they're claiming is freaking dangerous. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, see, look, I, I'm, you're right. Look how they try to describe it. As you read on, in addition, patients receive enemas of coffee, castor oil, and sometimes hydrogen peroxide or ozone. And we just discussed That's how hydrogen peroxide. Back then. That's 30s and 40s then. And ozone, what people are doing with ozone now, how they're putting into the blood 
and putting it back into the body is amazing. Yeah, his daughter's picked up the practice, so she's still doing something. Today, she today is 96, maybe, 95. Wow. They used to have the clinic, which they used to have a clinic in um, San Diego, California. You go there for evaluation, you cannot be treated there. It's illegal here. And you will go to Tijuana, Mexico. It's illegal here. Yes. How can coffee enemas and fruit and vegetables be illegal? Because they're claiming what it does for cancer, and you can't do that. What? Can't do that here in this country. The American Cancer Society won't allow that. No. Well, well, they say it's the American Cancer Society. Who runs them? Uh Uh-huh. So, you know, please, come on now. Okay? So, you're looking at... The, the carotenoids and the beta carotene and everything else that are in those carrots. They said people they die of, they said that they're dying, they die of colitis because of the coffee enemas. <laughs> that is not true. Hold on, hold on. You ready? Ready? Complications include dehydration. No. <laughs> First of all, water is a big part of the regimen. Right, right. And I'm not talking about the enema part. I'm talking about the part that they make you drink water and it must be filtered. Hold on. You ready for the you ready for the dangerous treatment statistic here, Doc? Yeah. You, this is gonna floor you. Those of you that have been listening to Dr. Scott Perlman talk about this danger, dangerous and outlawed therapy that is not allowed to be practiced whatsoever in the United States because of its claims, over the years, at least three people have died in the United States. How many people a day die from cancer? Bare minimum of 1,500 people a day we lose. And so three people since 1928 in its practice have died in the United States due to its trial. And so they deem it dangerous and illegal here. You take a Tylenol. You know how many people die a year from Tylenol? All you, you got to do, do is take 34. You know the number? How many people die from improper taking it, not taking it right or whatever? No, eighty thousand people a year die. A year die a year from taking Tylenol wrong. Three people since nineteen twenty eight because of this. It's insane. And it's outlawed and descriptive as dangerous by the American Cancer cancer Society. You have cancer, your disease. Why in the world do you want to put a toxin into a body that's toxic? Why? Why do you want to do that? It's a personal choice. You know, listen, I don't ever tell anybody what you need to do. I tell people how the body runs. I tell the people what a cell, a single cell needs to eat to survive. And how that cell and its buddies with lymphocytes and neutrophils and all these other white blood cells that help fight infection and disease and key, till, you know, key till, killer cells and all this other stuff that go after cancer cells every day. Me and you, every day. People have cancer every day. And your body fights it. And gets rid of it every day. We all have it. But when you get a lowered immune system, you better watch it because it can come and get you. Anybody. You, you talked about the American Cancer Society. Well, they happen to be the um, top one of the top three wealthiest nonprofits. Um, you want to talk about you want to talk about the worst, and I hate saying it because I'm going to offend a lot of women out there. A lot of women who run. Jog, swim, walk. The pink is BS, my friend. Let me tell you now. That Susan B. Combs, whatever. That's a bomb, bro. Raising money 
I'm going to tell you, when President Nixon came out with the campaign many years ago, first of all, it wasn't a bright pink ribbon. It was a salmon-looking ribbon who some of the woman actually came up. And I, again, forgive me for her name. It was a woman who came up with fundraising that it was a salmon color. And it wasn't until Estee Lauder who came around and knew that they can do fundraisers and make profit on fundraiser and change the color to a bright pink. And that's where running for the pink came from. Well, here's an now, article. There, right? Now check it out. Each year, her attorneys who sue other organizations who use the term run for the pink or any of their slogans sue people for doing that instead of commending them to fight a disease and educate people. That's number it, one. Number it's two, not about awareness, right? The millions of dollars that get paid to those attorneys get taken away from research and education. So you know what? Don't tell me about running and walking and jogging for the pink. I'm sorry. Where is the freaking godforsaken education? How about educating these women on what's what's in their perfumes or their creams or their shampoos or their conditioners or their eyeliners, the MSG and the the, the parabens and the methyls and the ethyls and all the other garbage that's in all their skin creams and makeups that go through that skin. What's on the other side of your skin, folks? Your freaking bloodstream. It soaks through the skin and gets into your blood and pollutes you. And if you think that's not so, then I can't tell you. Then I'm, then, I, then I'm an idiot. Then I, know, then I know nothing. Okay? I'll tell you this much. That is a fact. Whatever you put on your skin goes right into your bloodstream. You keep doing that over the months, the years that go by, you're polluting your system. You talk about women. You know, I saw a commercial this year, which I haven't seen anymore, about women, about mastectomies. They're actually creating a commercial to remove your breast, and we can do this for you. Are you freaking kidding me? You do not get breast cancer because you have a breast. You have it because your system has been polluted. Well, I'm, that's here, just, that's here we just go. the makeup industry. I got you you a little. I'll go a little further with the uh, American Cancer Society. A doc, a um, uh, article written from Rinse.com. Um, you know, it gives up all the good things about ACS. He says all these things sound great, but the ACS receives money from chemical companies and pharmaceutical companies. And in exchange, the ACS protects their political and economic interests. Particularly, the ACS protects the corporate polluters that cause cancer by telling the public there is no connection between environmental pollution, food additives, and cancer. Protects pharmaceutical companies by attacking natural, non-patentable, non-pharmaceutical forms of cancer treatments. The ACS also wastes millions of dollars on excessive overhead and high salaries, ranking in the top 100 and rotating in the top three of millionaire non-profit organizations. There you go. It's a nasty business. In this country, it's 60, it's 50 plus billion a year. Worldwide, it's $200 billion a year. People, it's not personal. It's business. Listen, if you're not sick, they can't sell you the medication. All the way down to a damn aspirin. What's the difference between the aspirin and the chemotherapy? There is no difference. If you, if you got a headache, they tell you to take an aspirin. They don't tell you to do something else. They don't tell you, dare tell you to take something natural for the headache. They don't tell you to take a homeopathic. They tell you to go take an aspirin, a Tylenol, an Advil, or whatever that it is. That's how we've all been trained to do. 
it's, it's out of control, man. It's just way out of control. I think more and more people are seeing today than ever before. I'm starting to learn more about how my body works and how it runs because I don't want this disease anymore. We have the chance to be healthier than our families, which we were smart enough to pass it down to our children. Genetically, you can change that. To your kids and your kids' kid, that second, third generation down the road has definitely been changed. You can do that. If you don't do it now, it's not going to be. And you know what? We're not doing it. And the government is making sure of that because of all the crap that's in these damn schools and feeding them the foods and the Twinkies and the sugars and the, and the saturated fats and the GMO-based products and the high white flours and the white sugars are polluting these kids and creating more disease. When tomato paste is classified as a vegetable, we got issues. There you go. You know, it's It's crazy. But I want to go back to this organic coffee anima thing when you learn it from the Gerson theory. It's not to make you go to the bathroom. What happens with the enzyme from the organic coffee bean, it goes through what's called the mesenteric artery, which goes through the body. But it also has a branch that goes off to the liver. The longer you can hold it in, you've got three lobes to the liver. It'll infiltrate the majority of the lobes of the liver, but activates opening the portal vein of the liver. And what's the portal vein? holds all your toxic crap and you dump it. So if you're doing chemo, people, and you want to do your chemo, you want to do your radiation, that's fine. You know, that's definitely your choice. I don't, I will never knock anybody for their choice. I knock them for not getting educated. And don't say no to something alternative. Open up your mind. You back up 30, 40 years ago, look at that commercial with the egg pit and the egg. Our mind's a terrible thing to waste. Yeah, no kidding. Start opening up your mind and what could be What's the worst thing that can happen? You don't like what you're reading? Okay, you're entitled to that. That's fine. As I'm entitled to help you, help you, I'm not telling you what you need or you better do. I'm telling, I'm trying to educate. Look, don't listen to me. Take this information and go off on your own tangent and start researching. What's the biggest venue you have today? The freaking internet. Get on it. And people are doing that, which MDs are hating more than ever before. I don't say everything on the internet you believe. I, I don't say that. I appreciate, I appreciate I appreciate the shout out to my uh, sponsor there. You said uh, get on it. And so that's a little shout out to you on it.com. Oh, okay. Did not know that. <laughs> so, you, you know, you, 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 you got to get on it. You do. You got to open up. Listen, it's either you got to open up the common sense, people. It's either some things that are going to make sense or it's going to sound totally Farce way off the chart and you say, no way, no way, no way. Well, the hardest part, though. When you're talking about going through the mesenteric artery and it's dumping all those toxins and you're wasting it, getting it out. Listen, my wife does four or five of them a day. A day. The dead cells have to get out. If you know those cancer cells that are alive, they can eat their dead. And they know how to regenerate their own glucose and they become a mutant ninja cancer cell and those are hard to kill what now the now compare that to the dangers we were starting to get there of doing you know their classic chemo treatment what that does to the body kills every cell you own what's it designed to do how does it go after the cancer cells it goes after all the normal cells as well well look a lot of people you know that haven't experienced somebody with cancer or seen have seen the effects of chemotherapy I mean, maybe kind of walk them through what exactly is happening about it. Everybody knows that, you know, you shave your head. You, know you I, don't think, I think that's an easy job for me, unfortunately, because I think today 
I don't think there's anybody that doesn't know somebody that's come down with cancer or have seen it. I've seen my mother, God rest her soul, was a hardworking, gorgeous woman, black hair, beautiful eyes, awesome skin, that when I went, when I was in school and I went to see her for the first time, I says, where's mom? And he says, she's sitting over there. And I'm like, that's not my mother. And he says, yes, it is. Um, it, it eats you. It will emaciate you. Um, listen, the, the, you got to be on the up and up here. It's, yes, we know people that have done well with chemotherapy. There are some women that have survived breast cancer. The doctors will always tell you, oh, she's cancer-free. It's been five years. But let's talk about, let's get back some of those people that went beyond the five years. How many of those are still alive today? That's what I want to know. And I'll tell you what I do know. A lot of them are not alive today. And they don't tell that in these damn commercials. And when that cancer comes back, they will tell you it's not the same cancer. So they can start billing that crap all over again. It's disgusting. It's a very vicious cycle. But, hey, I know I got a good friend of mine. She's... 14 years cancer-free now. She did chemo. She did radiation. She did all that. God bless her. She's still here. She's doing her thing. But that, folks, is not the mean. If it were, the numbers would be decreasing. This is simple. This isn't, listen, my daughter's in fifth grade sitting next to me here. This isn't even fifth grade math. When did you get addition math? First grade? Second grade. Addition, subtraction. This is how easy it is, people. The numbers 50 years ago were smaller. Today, they're larger. Not shrinking, they're increasing. You can say I'm a sarcastic whatever all you want. Hey, I, I got to interrupt you. Dude, I, I went to, bro, check it out. Doc, I, I go to mayoclinic.org, right? And now I look up first the member, the classified. Hey, uh, man, a lot of people. You know, no, 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 no. Watch this. This is perfect, man. And, and remember, Garrison therapy, the dangerous and outlawed illegal therapy of coffee. I, and I freak when I hear that. When I curse yeah. therapy outlawed it. Years it's crazy. Ago, it's crap. It, call it a fallacy and witchcraft. Yeah. Which, what, what, three people have died since 1928. And now here is the Mayo Clinic describing, now, what you and I know are the side effects of chemotherapy as though chemotherapy. So check this out. Loss of appetite. Um, no, 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 no. You go on oh, and no. on the side effects of chemotherapy are. Oh, I'm, I'm, wait till they describe it, buddy. You'll love it. It says, listen, through, although chemotherapy does have, uh, is an effective way to treat many types of cancer, chemotherapy treatment also carries a risk of side effects. Some chemotherapy side effects are mild and most are treatable, while <laughs> others can cause some serious complications. Oh, my God. That's the Mayo Clinic's definition of the risk. Hold on. This is the risk factors yeah. of the Mayo Clinic of chemotherapy. That's why more than 50% of the freaking oncologists out there will tell you if they came down with cancer, they wouldn't take it. Really. I love the stats that they put in people's minds. You know, listen, we're all brought up with it. You get cancer, it's either you're going to cut, burn, or they're going to drug you. It's one or the other. One of those three. That's the three options they have. That has not changed in 50 years. Has not changed people in 50 years. I said it earlier. 
There are not more cures. There are more treatments. There are not people living longer with cancer, not without cancer. And people say, oh, well, if they're living longer, that's nice. No, they're living longer freaking emaciated. They're not part of society. They're either on disability or they're home in hospice care, and they're dying. And it's costing billions a year just to keep them alive that way. You know what? You talk to any family member, and they will tell you in those days of dying, they, most of them will say, my family said, I can't wait to go. Please, Jesus, take me. Because they can't take the pain and the initiation anymore. It's no different than what they do to a child with brain tumors. Chemotherapy doesn't work on brain tumors for, for brain tumors for children. They, they know this. The kid goes into the hospital all fun, fun and smiling, hair and all this. And midway and towards the end, you see this kid with no hair, blown up body like a balloon, Fingers and, and hands and feet blown up, all blistered, and then death. Tell me where did that go? You know where it went? Filled the freaking pockets of the damn pharmaceutical companies. That's where that went. You you're know, I, I um, I, lives and you're helping people live longer and killing cancer, and the numbers are dying by the thousands. I'm on board, but that ain't the case. Bottom line, it is what it is. You can't make this crap up. If you got a half a freaking brain, what were the numbers 50 years ago? What are the numbers today? It's gotten worse. That's just it. That ain't me saying so. Shit. The American Cancer Society is telling you on their own site. One out of three women, one out of two men are going to get some form of cancer in this lifetime today. Bottom line. Don't listen to me. I'm the crazy chiropractor, right? What the hell do I know? Get on the, get on the American Cancer Society and, and read it if you can read it. If you can read, good for you. Then you can comprehend, hopefully. Okay? It's just, it's gotten out of hand. People taking verbatim on what the MD says. You got to stop. His job is to teach. His and her job is to teach. When you graduate and you swear in, it's that you're swearing to be adopted to teach your patient. What are you teaching them? You're not teaching them nothing. You're not even, you're lying to them. You're not even telling them the damn truth about what this chemo is doing to them. Shame on you. Shame on you for doing that. You know what? Again, it's helped a lot of people, but it's killing a whole lot more. Killing a whole lot more. And it ain't because they say so. It's because we're freaking burying them. They're not alive. These people are freaking dead today. My mother's dead. My father's dead. My aunts are dead. I would love my parents to be here and see my children today. They can't. They don't have any part of them. They don't know my, they don't know their grandparents. The grandparents that are out there and listening, you're blessed to have your grandchildren by you every day. Or you see them once a year or twice a year. Or you see them five times a year on holidays. Or you live with them. You should be blessed that you have that. And lucky that you're not dead of cancer by today. Because here's the deal. From 50 to 60 to 60 to 70, from 70 to 80 and 80 to 90, there's a different type of cancer every year. And never mind the Alzheimer's and the Parkinson's, you got to worry in between that. You talk about living a life here in this country? What life anymore? You're rolling the dice today. If you're smart enough, people say, well, I can't live like you. I said, I'm not expecting you to live like me. And I'm extremely blessed to live in the house that I live in. I'm blessed to be able to eat the food. We don't go away. We barely do vacation ever. I feel horrible. I don't do more for my family. But you know what? I do a lot for my family. I know when I put in my girl's lunchbox every day. I know when I cook them breakfast, I know what's in that food. I know when I make them dinner, where it was grown. I know where the, where the meat came from. I know where the chicken and how it was raised. I know where the salads and the fruits and the oranges and the apples that my kids eat. 
I'd rather spend the money on that. People smoking cigarettes still, which blows me away. Cigarettes when I was a kid was 75 cents a pack to a buck and a quarter. Today you're paying four or five bucks a pack. So if you just quit smoking for a month, tell me how much money you save. You tell me, oh, well, the granites are too expensive. Really? How about portion control and stop being a glutton? You think you're hungry? We'll back up to what we spoke earlier. Go talk to me about some kid in China or in Thailand or some kid in India that's sitting on the floor in Africa that doesn't have a damn thing to eat or drink. That's um, that's freaking hungry. Sitting in the United States. Hey, oh, 35 million kids are starving in this country. 35 million children right here are starving. And we don't pay attention to that enough. Are you freaking kidding me? It's got nothing to do with welfare and all this other crap. The bottom line is most of these children are in school, right? So how about starting there and put it, hey, listen, Jamie Oliver is really is doing a number on that one. He's putting out there what we're feeding these kids in these schools and how you can change these foods if you want to when it starts at home. So some people say, and I don't care, people. I don't care if you're black, yellow, white, polka dot. I don't give a crap what color you are. If you're freaking stupid, you're stupid. And if you haven't children, you had a good time making them. Well, now it's your damn responsibility to freaking take care of them. And that ain't easy. And yeah, I, I write in I, I write in my book a lot, man. When I talk about the nutrition, right? I even say a line in the book is like, "Look, you can argue with me all you want to about um, nutrition in your kids and what's available, even down to the money end of it, because I don't know any other earthly responsibility to teach your children other than this is what you eat to live longer, this is what you eat and how to eat to make sure and reduce harm in your life." I think those are like the two most basic principles we owe our children on. I don't know anything else more earthly than to say you eat this to not hurt yourself. You eat this to live longer. I mean, when you take away the, when you you tell people that are used to eating all the white flour crap that we're all brought up on and all of a sudden say, go eat kale. They look at you like you got 10 heads, but when they're told that they got a disease, they want the magic bullet right away. You know what your magic bullet was? Over that past 30 years, you paid no mind to that cow. You didn't pay mind to the carrot. You didn't pay mind to the tomato. You, listen, I take my kids once in a while for pizza. Listen, you live once. You, you, thought, you, thought, you thought you were getting your water intake from Diet Coke. Oh, tea, coffees, teas, all it is. You thought, yeah, well, isn't that water? Uh, no, because the kidney and the Krebs cycle doesn't work that way when it recognizes those fluids compared to pure water. It shuts off one mechanism and turns on another. It's like guys are drinking all the beer. Why pee like a racehorse? Yeah, you know what you're doing? You're dehydrating your freaking body. So people, it's like, it's like people who are trying to lose weight. The people who do, why eat one meal a day? Well, you can't. Your body doesn't want that. Metabolism. But here it is. I'm eating one meal a day, but I'm bloating. You know why? Because you're retaining. Even the cracker or the bread that you ate has water in it. So when you eat anything that's got water in it, your body's going to hold onto it. That's why you feel bloated. More smaller frequent meals through a day, eating right cleaner meals, actually will help you lose weight. It'll turn on the furnace. It'll turn on the metabolism. And it will speed it up in the process of losing weight naturally. It's not the diet of 30 years ago. I just told two patients today in the office. Diet doesn't mean, oh, I can't eat this, I can't eat that. Today, diet means a lifestyle. You must change your thought process in your mind that, listen, I even told my front desk girl today, Ed, my daughter with the dog. So I, I, I turned around and I said, listen, what you got to start, how you make this life change. It's simple to say it's hard to, to do. 
okay? Because we're, we're all brought up a certain way on how we've eaten and done and drink things, right? So I tell people, when you put this food on your plate or you put it in your hand, what is this going to do for my body? And is my body going to recognize that and know what to do with it? If you can't answer that question, you've got no business eating it. Usually the saying is, if it's canned, box or bad, stay away from it. Yeah, I mean, and that's hard. You know, that's a hard concept in today's world. But well, so much plays into that, man, because you get addiction involved with that too. There's biological addictions that oh. happen that way of eating. I a mean, Dorito. there's please a Dorito. There's chemicals in the Dorito. It's known the chemicals are in there. Have you, you just have one? Isn't that the old motto? You can't have one Dorito. Yeah, you know, because it's addicting. You know what my brother told me? My brother told me I've yet to try this, and I looked on YouTube, so don't try this at home. But I heard that if you take a Cool Ranch Dorito and go outside, it will actually light on fire. And then my brother said that he dumped a, a bag of it on a grill, a whole bag of them. And somebody, the mother, it blo- on, uh, somebody put that on Facebook. It blows the fuck up. What the fuck? You know, listen, what was the, um, oh, what was the cereal this year? Somebody put out there Wheaties. Took a magnet, took a bunch of Wheaties out of the box and crossed it up and took a magnet and put it to the Wheaties, sucked up onto the magnet. What the fuck? No shit. Look up Wheaties and magnet. Damn, Google man. That. Google that. Damn, you're yeah, fucking what the hell right now. Is that all about? Now I know why I'm screwed up. I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to go back to, um, you know, the, the argument, too, that I talk about in my book, two different angles I, w- I want to discuss with you, man, is one... I open my whole book I, I, about changing your life is beginning with the nutrition because without that, your brain, your body, everything can't function. I, I talk about the gut bacteria relation and how it's almost a, it is the second brain. I mean, this book by Mike. There's a book by Michael Michael Gerson. He's a neuro guy, a neurosurgeon. He studied under a bunch of the guys from the books that when I was in school that I was reading those books who taught him. Um, they all they all went against him. Because he talks about those neurotransmitters. It's called the second brain. Right. Um, th- now, the new person I get a lot of competence from is Dr. Rhonda Patrick uh, okay. from Found My Fitness. She does a lot of stuff about this, that same idea. I actually mentioned her in the book, too. But, I mean, how this even plays to my world in the psychology and mental health is because the true function of the gut that functions the brain, these are things that control mood, thoughts, um, processes of, autom- of automatic thoughts, etc. And so... I mean, in any basis of change, if you're looking from addiction on down, even now from trauma, it begins with what you put in your body. So even if you're not fighting cancer, and a lot of this uh, has been the focus on that because it's, it is a, well, it's an epidemic. And a lot of the issue, I can tell you that if you're going through mental things as well, even if it's light, even severe, everything begins with what doc's talking about what we're talking about is natural and real nutrition that allows your mind and your body to function how it should because your mind can only function as good as your body is not holding it captive and so if your body is focused on fighting all the toxins and pollutants and poisons in your body and trying to fight away cancer cell development all of these things and then you're giving it the wrong fuel to do so then your mind can't even function the same, and you wonder why you might be depressed. You wonder why you can't think a thought through or sleep at night, well, and then you mind, go right to the pill. Mind will not. It will not work because the neurotransmitters are being polluted in the gut. So the, 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 the signals that are being sending up to the brain are not properly being communicated 
and serotonin is not properly being sent. So right. you, you, you look at all that, the nutrition, and here's, here's the big thing with nutrition where disease comes from. People are eating a lot of the sugar and the white flour and all these other toxic foods that makes the body what? Very acidic and very inflamed. When you're acidic and you're inflamed, you're going to get disease. Dr. Arnold Patrick talks about inflammation being a huge part of cancer cell development. Because when you're inflamed, you're acidic, and you're acidic, and what's happening, you are increasing the free radical, which is dangerous, which then the free radicals kill all the antioxidants, which help your immune system. So the more that you're inflamed, the, the, the worse off you are, the more acidic you are. You want to be alkaline. So one of the little tricks that you can do for alkalinity, right? You know, you can take a teaspoon of baking soda that how many people have baking soda in their freaking refrigerator, right? Take a teaspoon of that, put it in 10 ounces of water, mix it up and drink it. Helps the body become alkaline. 20 minutes later, you can pee on a test strip, you're going to see your alkaline. Yeah. That's one way. You could take, you could take Bragg's apple cider vinegar. Take two capfuls in eight ounces of water with the full lemon, fresh lemon, organic, Sway it on the board, squeeze it on the board, then cut it open and squeeze that into that cup and drink that every morning, which is what I do. Okay? It great for bacteria, for the good bacteria in the gut, good for weight loss, maintaining weight. Uh, it goes on and on and on with that spore. Also, gets rid of maybe some gout, gets rid of uric acid, uh, lots of different things. So when the body's inflamed, disease is going to be. That's where disease comes from. So the more also you're inflamed, the more acidic, more toxic you are, you're bringing on, you're inviting that cancer. And the sugar is the major, sugar and the white flour are the two biggest numeral unos on the list bringing on that disease, that cancer. Yeah. You will be inflamed. You know, the, the hardest part, people that maybe listen to this, man, that you may, that they're going to face, bro, is, is that idea, this cognitive thick dissonance that they could step back and see a well-oiled machine here, the, which is the United States called capitalism, that uses its people as crop. And it churns it out and it uses it in private prisons. It puts you in other pharmaceuticals. It uses insurance. And if you don't happen to fall in any one of these categories or the low-end prison system, et cetera, well, then we have a wonderful cubicle for you to sit in for the rest of your life while you develop other body pains for the rest of your life and lose your mental fucking mind. And then we'll get you eventually with the chemical incarceration of uh, psychotropics for the rest of your life. So either way, a lot of people listen to this. I know it's difficult to possibly think of the idea of a, I don't know, business called the American United States government could see you as an actual unit that processes you for what is necessary in order to survive. And Doc has spoke to it already. We all know there's money in keeping you sick and not in curing you. So imagine how the insurance companies seem to loosen up with cancer about the same time they're making you live longer. And so it seems to be how long can we keep our money makers alive as we sit in that corner and you're getting pumped full of God knows what up your vein, hoping to God it kills at least the cancer cell. And to think that nutrition can't argue or attack this, look, you got to get past that notion. If it builds anger in you like it does me and it definitely does Doc, use that to perpetuate a change in what it is you do. And, and making a move to eating natural and organic. And now I'm, we're going to put an, another myth to bed, Doc. Support the local farmer. You know what I mean? Support the lo- Those guys don't make money. And, and, and the rules and the regulations and the licensing is like double. Well, I, if you can help me, help me, put a, 
help me put a myth to bed too. The second turn, I don't talk a lot about nutrition in my book because I'm only an expertise to a point. I like to call myself a health perk, you know, a self-researched, you know, health person, even though I do have a certification in health nutrition, but I'm not that. So I don't talk about it much. I mainly reference people that know what they're doing and try to at least get the point across. This is where the fuck you start. You start here at a minimum before you go anywhere else. But that the big argument I always get from most people is the high cost of eating this way. And I put the myth to bed in the bed and in the book by directly saying, look, I'm not even going to argue side by side cost. Let's just factor in medical cost over your lifetime, including over the counter symptom reduction medication. Tell me how much, tell me what the, anybody, pri, anybody price out the cost of cancer these days. You know what? I, let's let's see. see. I would like to see. Metastatic stage four is on an average of $100,000. Oh, excuse me, is well over three to 400000 if thousands of dollars on that year alone. One patient. One patient. If you got that chemo patient that's being treated for five to six months on chemo. Here you go. Um, Oncologists worry about the rising cost of cancer treatment. A task force of doctors has proposed a system to help patients better manage cancer costs. Newly approved cancer drugs cost an average of... The patient doesn't even have the right to manage... Hold on, this is going to go perfect for us, right? Newly approved cancer drugs cost an average of $10,000 a month. According to the American Cancer Society, <laughs> the same- you make this stuff up, man. You, you know, you're looking at six months of treatment is sixty thousand dollars alone. God forbid you end up in a hospital. Let's talk about the PET scans that are five to six thousand dollars a PET scan. Let's talk about the MRIs that get taken. Let's talk about the oncology visits. Let's talk about the chemotherapy to pay for it itself. Cost to a doctor on a small bottle of chemotherapy on average is anywhere from thirty five hundred. To six thousand dollars on a small bottle. Never mind what they bill for it. The cost is out of control. It is nuts. The average cost per month to fight cancer is thirty six thousand three hundred and forty dollars to fight your oh. average varied stage breast cancer. So, so six months. I wasn't far off when I said one hundred fifty thousand dollars. No, and now you're, and now look, we're also talking NCBI type treatments, you know, .gov treatments here. You know, we're not talking, I mean, look, so my point was you can take and look at a cost of an organic, you know, I don't know, head of broccoli that may cost a dollar or two more. Factor that in over a lifetime, or you go ahead and factor in just your basic average run-of-the-mill cancer of $36,000 a month of just chemo treatment. And if you got that kind of money a month, I mean, you're balling. (laughs) It does. People say, well, I don't have it right now, so I'm not worried about it. Well, you will when you come down with it, God forbid. Right. So I argue that point is going, look, you can no longer argue, A, you can't argue it's cost effective. Well, B, you can't argue. Look, look, you you know you hear it all the time. You too. People, listen, stop with the 10-ounce steaks. <laughs> stop with the 12-ounce steaks and the one-pound steaks because that ain't reality. How about I, I understand that, that grass-fed might be $20 a pound, but you're not eating that pound. How about a quarter pound? How about a four-ounce piece of that? Because that's what you're supposed to eat. Four to five ounces, not not 16 ounces of meat. Your stomach takes, for a six-ounce piece of meat alone, takes seven to eight hours to digest in the stomach alone, never mind everything else you ate. And the American diet, what time do we eat at night? Six, seven, eight o'clock at night. Going to bed at 10, 11, that don't work. All well, the how- blood, all the listen. When you eat this late night meal, all the blood is supposed to be going to your liver because your liver is your regulator of sugar, proteins, carbs, fats, 
uh, you name it, it processes so many different things through the day. But it's also your sugar regulator. So at the end of the day, that all, when you're going to bed now and you're supposed to rest, your liver now is being purified during rest. But it's not. The average American now eats that meal late night and tries to go to bed later. All the blood is going where? It's going towards the gut to help digest the food you just ate. They wonder why you wake up with arthritis. They wonder why you wake up with pain. They wonder why you wake up with canky breath. They wonder why your joints are hurting and everything else and you got brain fog when you wake up. Oh, I got to have that coffee. Your energy is zero for a lot of Americans who break their ass at work. Okay? Why? They're not paying attention to the food and when they eat it. The Mediterranean diet, you got to believe, is like one of the best. They'll eat the steak and eggs and stuff in the morning. They'll have a lunch in the afternoon. And what are they doing at night? It's wine. It's cheese. It's fruits. It's, it's foods to help break it down. I mean, Break down easy enough to digest. They're not like me. And I started having bowls of, of nuts and seeds because nuts and seeds are hard to break down. I'm talking about light stuff. They don't eat late night meals. Americans do. Yeah, the, the, the routine of the eating, the, the metabolism that we talked about. I mean, look, like we said, the older diet. Remember, how many people still operate on the idea of calorie intake? It, well, look, I only ate 1,200 calories today, and I'm still gaining weight. Yeah, what, what would you eat? Like the Weight Watchers. Oh, you allowed that bagel or the pizza? Well, it was only so many points. But well, where's the quality of the food? It's out the freaking window. Right, I say it's not, a, it's not the number. The it's, it's what, what calories. It's the best. You, when I tell people you're going to do Weight Watchers, convert your food to organic and eat the healthier foods and use those points for that. Don't eat the breads and the pastas and the garbage because you can. Listen, are you going to lose the weight? Yeah, because you're following the point system. I understand that. But you're not putting quality food. It's like you would never judge the book by just reading the cover. Just because you look great doesn't mean inside is running. Again, folks, cancer takes 15 to 25 years to build up in your system. And when you come up with it, you're going to be looking for the freaking magic bullet. Well, look, they don't want to cure you right away, man. They need oh, you to sit oh. next. Well, they need you to sit in the cubicle and pay the taxes for a while and keep the income coming in. And then after big pharma happy, who pays the big governmental official, who you think you're putting the president in the office, who you think who runs the country, no, it's all the above. <laughs> it's well, a shame. It's a shame. I still, I love this country. It's the truth. I live in this country. I'm glad I'm not living in Afghanistan. I'm glad I'm not having my head chopped off in Saudi Arabia. You know, I love this country dearly. But we're hurting people here for a lot of the wrong reasons. And it comes down to the almighty dollar. And it needs to stop. It needs to stop. All of it is linked to it. I mean, could we argue to say that money and politics itself could be possibly the root of most of all of the evil that's transpiring? Listen, how I always say, how much, how much freaking power do you need? How much, how much of a house do you need to live in? Well, hey, you how know, many you were... cars do you need? How many vacations do you need? How many, how many uh, up-in-the-mountain homes do you want in this country, that country, this state, that state? I mean, listen, I always said it. You, you, you never see a Bank of America following a hearse. Yeah. I, you don't I get mean, to take it with you, people. You know, you're... And if you're selling that, guess where that's going Here's the big lie, dude. You know how you were talking about, you know, they think the president and who's running things, et cetera, et cetera. And what a lot of people don't really understand, I mean, you see it because they blame Obama, they blame Bush. I'm sure they all have their evil parts to them. But the idea of the president, you know, 
does. Right. You're right, right. But look, we give the president two terms at max because we don't want him to have ultimate power. But here's what a lot of people don't know is that congressional terms and term limits under the Constitution, members of the United States Senate may serve an unlimited number of six year terms as members of the House of Representatives may also serve an unlimited number of two year terms. So they come up for the Senate every six years, the representative every two years. But if they're not voted out, they never leave. And since we know it's Congress that makes the choices. It's like the, the horse is getting old in the barn, man. <laughs> it's, it's been the same motherfuckers in the right and the left side that have brought us here that have uncontinuing, unlimited terms, and yet we think we have control by picking a puppet. Well, I told people this in a nutshell. Pay attention to your household and your family. If you worry about everything else around, you're going to lose your mind. You know what's right. People, knows, think, people know what's right. I think I might be there already, Scott. I I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I can't unlearn what I now know. That's the biggest problem. It's tough. You know, it's... Um, you once, know, you wait, once you wake up, man. For me, it's easy because when you have a heart for people, you, you love what you do, you know what works, you know how the body functions, and you have a passion that you're trying to help people. For me, it's I enjoy it. You know, I'm, I'm very blessed to be able to do what I'm doing. I don't, I'm, I'm not as busy as I was a few years ago. There's lots of personal issues going on in our household these days, but it's, um, people got to start taking control of what they're putting in their mouth, bottom line, at the end of the day. You got to stop with the crappy eating, the binge eating. You got to stop with the polluting foods. Stop buying organic. Support your local farmer. He needs your help. She needs your help. They have families. They're trying to help you. They're trying to raise good food. All they want you to do is eat it. It doesn't make them a bad person. My God. I mean, really, you need the food anyway. Support these people. Believe me, it comes back. You put a good thing out there, it comes back. Give it, it's got to come full circle. You feed them, they feed you. You pay for the product, they spend the money on something else that helps you in the long run somewhere else. If you do good by somebody else, somebody's going to return the favor to you. That's the way God's plan is. If and you, I think what the book says, I feel for you. Well, and I think I think it starts with what you feed your body, so it can yes. take care of you too. Yes. You know, so I what you all the time take care of the temple that's been given to you. Yeah, I mean it can't operate unless it's put in that way. I mean, and there's so much. I mean, because when we talk, what's that? You are what you eat. Bottom line. And it's that die, that live and die every thirty days and one hundred twenty days. You know, and what do you think those new cells have to survive on every 30 to 120 days? The crap you eat and drink every day. You sit there, you keep other things get attached into the body that they eat off of, and you're feeding it constantly your whole life, and you wonder why you're sick. And people want to say, why would God do this to me? Really? You want to blame the man that created a perfect system? It's life's process that screws it up. Well, we want to jump in and we want to, well, I think a lot of the trust in what we think we built here and what we talk about in the government and relying on what's put on to us. I mean, how thick is the facade that people have created that, or how thick, I should say, is the cognitive dissonance that people create about what's really going on, you know, about to be able to step back and, and see that. It's thick because this is how we were raised. It's bottom line. Government started way back in the day. You know, this is how we're doing things. This is what you need to believe. 
You know, where's the doctor that used to come to your house and ring your doorbell with the black bag? That don't even close to exist anymore. Oh, it, it, happen, it happens I, now I, if you got 10 grand. No doctor now. They're trying to do the video thing coming to your house now. I, I don't know. Now, if you got if you got millions now, that concierge MD from Duke University will show enough come out to your house. I promise you, but it's gonna cost you about ten twenty grand a visit. Oh, they're doing that now. They've left the office, brother. I'll, I'll tell you what's a hot topic now, and not to get on it too much, is that I hate to see my fellow alternative practitioners dying all the time lately. They're popping up everywhere, dead. Dude, those murders of those doctors on that research, bro. What the fuck? All set up suicide? Oh, my the fucking... MDs, the chiropractors, the naturopaths, the homeopaths, to MDs that are doing alternative work. They're showing up dead everywhere. It's the truth, man. I mean, but look... I don't know. You know, it's a little, it's a little funky, you know, but I'm not... You can never say for bed because you don't know, but seems a little, seems a little odd to me, and yeah. that's enough to say something. The facts are totally stupid to not say something. Yeah, well, the facts are totally blurry in my mind right now, but I remember watching it going, all right, so this person tells you what may happen, and then they run into a tree, and then there's a suicide, and then, I mean, it was too many suicides back to back to back in various states all over the place. There's this one doctor um, I look up to very dearly. I was fortunate enough to meet him once and talk to him, me and my wife, for a short period of time. Um, but I've watched many video on this man. I've listened to a lot of his speakings. I know a lot of people that know him personally is Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez. He's an MD in New York City who all of a sudden died out of nowhere. What the hell? This guy was healing. He's helped, more, he's helped thousands with cancer, and you can shake a stick at He was one of the main doctors for Suzanne Summers. When she found out he died, she created a video. She put it on Facebook about giving her condolences on, on the air. And how she was going to miss him. And how she thanked him for all the work that he does for cancer and for breast cancer. And helping a lot of women be natural without the chemo and radiation. Doing it through, you know, different therapies, through coffee enemas and vitamins and supplementation. And, and doing it with enzymes. His well, Kelly the, protocol, the Kelly protocol, if you ever look it up, the Kelly enzyme protocol for cancer. has been going on for years and helping a lot of people who want to follow it. Listen, I don't do it. I don't give it. I'm not saying what's current what here, but a lot of people have done these things and have done well and still here to say so. Did but you see that? Did you see that? Dead out of nowhere. This is a well-known guy. Big guy in New York. Gone. Heart, they say a heart attack or something. But meanwhile, the, what do you call it's not being revealed? The autopsy, the family saying they don't want to release. I mean, really? Really? Do you think of those people that he saved don't want to hear about it? I think if you asked every one of those people that he saved, you'd want to hear exactly why this man died. This man saved my life. I'd like to know what really happened to this man. Is the family entitled not to release? Absolutely. You know, it is what it is. But I don't think that's it. I think it's something else. Because he falls in line with all these other alternative guys that have disappeared. What's his name? Nicholas Gonzalez. Pop him up. Oh, bam. That's already all up. MD, cancer treatment known. I'm trying to find some info on passing unthinkable loss for so many. A legend in his time. Cornell University graduate, Brown University, Cornell Medicine. Nicholas James Gonzalez, MD, was a New York-based physician. 
one smart guy, man. He was a clinical genius, an activist, a visionary that changed the course of medicine for all those willing to let it go. Being turned to truth is like having supersonic hearing. Yeah, since since I've departed from the conventional medicine eight years ago, I've had a true mentor and operator. So this person worked underneath them through the fight. However, uh, I marveled at the power of nutrition. Trying to get to what happened. Oh, there you go. A woman uh, hearing a single case report of his, a woman presenting with a biopsy confront. No, that's breast cancer. That's talking about all the healing he's been doing and, and what he was doing. I'll tell you what you do. You Google Suzanne Summers and Nicholas Gonzalez. Tell me what you come up with. All right, no more running around with him, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but those doctors were something to talk about, man, because I, I saw that and I thought, man, you know, that's that's absolutely insane how something like that, you know, happens. Did you not um, hear about recently all of that alternative convention? No. It was like 30 ambulances had to show up because all the doctors, every, all the alternative people that were there were sick, got sick. What the hell was that? I. What is I, that all about? I mean, there's... A little fluky if you ask me. I've done a lot of seminars over the years. Ambulances don't show up because everybody's getting sick. All of a sudden, you got all these alternative doctors that are there, all of a sudden eating, and they're all getting the same... Yeah, he believed in... He believed. A ton of ambulances showing up at this place, helping yeah, he these be- people. He believed in detoxification, the coffee enemas, yeah. uh, everything that we had talked about uh, was posted about his death. Uh, right after it became public, the Health Nut News connected these deaths of Dr. Teresa Severs, who was murdered in her home, Dr. Bruce Hednall, who was found in his car and assumed to have died from natural causes. Also added to the list was Dr. Ronald Schwartz, 64, of Palm Beach, Florida, and Dr. Baron Holt, a holistic chiropractor also in Florida. Finally, Dr. Lisa Riley died of a gunshot wound. Therefore, the timeline reads as, Bradstreet, June 19th, suicide. Holt, June 21st, undetermined. Hendel, June 21st, undetermined. Seavers, June 29th, homicide. Riley, June 10th, gunshot. Schwartz, July 19th, homicide. The deceased have all not died the same way, and there's no need to invoke poisoning or some cover-up intent. The concerned community is linking some facts with possible ideas. Just all these doctors dropping out of nowhere. I mean... Well, here's, here's, you know, you got to leave people with this here. I don't know, causality versus causation, but fuck, man. You got to start taking care of yourself. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's the bottom line. Smoking, try to quit. Get off the soda. Drink filtered water. Eat greens. Get green smoothies into your body every day. Juice. Listen, and and let me teach you a little bit real quickly. When you do smoothies, you're getting the fiber and all that from the greens. When you juice, you're not looking about fiber. You don't care about fiber. You want enzymatic enzyme. You want juicing to get through that small intestinal tract and get into that bloodstream ASAP. And you want that bare minimum content to go after and build that immune system to go after cancer cells. So when you juice, you juice. When you do Vitamix, you do Vitamix. Two different things. So people say, oh, well, I got a Vitamix. I go, no, that's not juicing. Or I got my blender. That's not juicing. Well, my doctor. Well, what is your doctor? Who's your doctor? Oh, my MD so-and-so. What does he know? 
You put it into a blender, folks. It's not juicy and plain and simple. You got to get a juicer. And the one that I recommend for the average guy that's out there is called an Omega 8006. You can get it from Bed Bath & Beyond. If you get on their website and you join their newsletter, you'll then get a 20% coupon. So if it costs $300, you're going to get 60 bucks off. At any time you own this thing, something goes wrong with it, you can always bring it back. They'll, They'll give you another one or return it. Amazon doesn't even do that. Okay. Shout out, shout and out, Bed Bath and Beyond. The eight thousand six because it's got a masticator. I'm gonna have to reach out to Bed Bath and Beyond now and work a partnership promo deal, man. <laughs> it's 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 got a masticator ogre in there. You can put all your leafy greens in there. Yes, you got to chop up everything. Who cares? Oh my God, you got to do a little something, Americans. Okay. <laughs> but the bottom line is, you're gonna save your life, and you're gonna get healthy for it. So also what I want to end with, we talked a lot about kids in the earlier part. I will challenge any parent, if you want to try to make a change in your kid, get off gluten for one week, do an organic lifestyle, organic foods for one week, no sugars added, no white flour, and tell me how your kids are doing in a week. That's the challenge I got for all of you out there. That's, I'm telling you, you will see the change. If you don't, you're a liar. I know how the body works and I know what it wants. And I know what the body does when you give it what it needs. It just doesn't need any interference. And I can't say enough about chiropractic care. You get adjusted because the nervous system runs the system. If you cut off all the nerves from everywhere where they go, you're dead in two weeks. It's the brain. It's the brain stem. Then the spinal cord, folks. And off of that, all your nerves come off there and innovate every organ, every tissue, Every gland you own. And if that's not taken care of through your spine, you're not getting innovated 100%, 100% of the time. But I always tell doctors like this, my fellow chiropractors, even the nervous system has to eat. If you didn't eat seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you're going to die. And you're going to fall on that floor and there's not an adjustment that's going to save your life. So you need to feed the nervous system properly so it works well with that adjustment 100%, 100% of the time. You put chiropractic care in your life and you put nutrition in your life and you are going to see your life change like never before. I want to live to 100 knowing who the hell I am. Not in some hospital bed looking out a window with some nurse wiping my rear end with a bedpan and not being part of my grandchildren's life or not being invited to the Christmas party or the birthday parties or the Easter party or the Thanksgiving. I want to be there. God bless my father-in-law, 91 years old, retired fireman in New York. This guy feeds himself, cooks for himself, does his own laundry, drives himself, and takes care of his home, 91 years old. And even his own family at 89, 90 years old told me, oh, don't feed him salads, he ain't going to eat it. This man was here for a week and humming at the table at every dish he ate. And I got him to juice at 90 years old. I got this guy to juice and he loves it. Okay? So never say it's, it's too late, people. You got to make the change. And I'll leave you with this. Wayne Dyer, we know he passed away this year. Okay, Dr. Wayne Dyer, he's got a famous quote. When you can change the way you look at things, the things you look at will start to change. And you can put that to your religion, to your business, to your marriage, to your nutrition. Until you're willing to make that change, change ain't coming. Bottom line. So I pray for everybody that they make this change. 
because I don't even know you out there and I love you all. It's what it is, man. We're, we're here under one God, all right? And you get one life, you get one round. You want to try to make it the best way you can. Pay attention to the temple that's been given to you and respect it and watch the gifts come back. It's that simple. And that, my friends, is a cognitive rampage from the Dr. Scott Perlman. That's how you close it out, man. That is that that is the epitome of the cognitive rampage right there, man. Well, I, I appreciate you having me on. You'll come on again? It's a lot of fun, man. You'll come on again? You'll come yeah, on again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely do it again. We could talk about some new stuff. I'm always into reading and looking up whatever, you know. Even after all the hate email, man, marinate on it for a month or so and see if you really still want to come back on. But because I got a list of stuff here, man, you were vetted properly. And so Listen, we're too, we're, I got a list. People, I know one thing. You can't make people do what they don't want to do. And they're definitely entitled to say and do whatever they want. Well, I wanted you to come back on. You don't have to like me. You don't have to love me. But I appreciate if you just listen. And then you go off on your own thing and do what you want. I'm not claiming to cure anybody. I'm not claiming to be the smartest man. I just, my goal is to keep learning. Hey, where can they get a hold of you, man? How do they look you up? Facebook, Twitter? Facebook. um... You know, Dr. Scott, one word, Perlman. And you can find me on Facebook there. You can find me on the Jazz Medical on Facebook, you can find me there, you know. You can go to drscottperlman.com and find me. You know, I'm there. Yeah, Dr. Scott Perlman, so, you know, just uh, it's P-E-R-L-M-A-N. You'll That's also, uh, you got to, I'll have the intro and all that, too, so I'll tell them uh, a little bit yeah. where to find you, too. You know, it's about educating people. It's it, Listen, you never walk around saying you're curing anybody, you know. I like to walk around telling people I like to give you knowledge about how to take care of your body to get well. And get your natural ways of taking over. And you'd be surprised what your body's able to do in a very, very short time. Yeah, man. And from a mental health standpoint, brother, I you're where I tell people to start. So before you come see me in the therapeutic office, what I'm going to give you advice and ask you if you've done yet is begin to eat organic to start changing your hormone levels. Did you get those checked? Absolutely. Do you got, do you got the right bacteria hey, flowing? You know, we'll talk about that lovely endocrine system. And so, especially you know, for women, those adrenals and cortisol levels and the thyroid and the hypothalamus and the pituitary and the adrenal glands and all that and what it's doing and what people are going through taking these drugs and what you're doing. You know what I'm going to do, Scott, man? Um, I got some further notes that I wanted to go uh, down, but uh, I'm sure after this goes off, man, um, hey, I'm going to get some let's, let's, let's not forget next time we got to talk about what, what's going on in the world with cannabis, man. Literally, the ro- the I word I just... I've been a lot of people with cancer. Dude, literally yeah. the word I just wrote. So what next time... What you need to look for... You know, Rick Simpson is the deal. You know, he's not a fallacy. He's on Facebook. Phoenix Tears. You look it up, Phoenix Tears. You look it up on YouTube. And I always tell people, if you can't trust somebody you know to make it or do it for you or get it for you, then you learn how to make it and save your life. You know what? Let's let's do the endocrine system. Let's do the well. We'll talk cannabis for a while, um, and so we'll yeah. talk cannabis. We'll talk endocrine system. What I'm going to do too, man, is uh, put up on. You're very active on social media, dude. I, I share a lot of your stuff. Uh, it's all over my my stuff, but um, maybe start sending out some questions. Compile some because I'm going to send out. If you could ask Doctor Scott Perlman anything, what would you ask him? 
So, and then let's, um, you know, maybe let's get back up in a couple of weeks, man, like a month or so and do a follow-up. Yeah, heads up on that. And I will put it out also that we're going to be live. Being this is Google Hangout, can invite as many people as we want to the Hangout. That's right. People can jump on and ask questions. Not a problem. Yeah. All free, people. All free. Let's build that up, man. And uh, maybe That's next... Yeah, it, it'll be good timing, too, because I think Dr. Carl Hart will come on about December 18th, maybe a little later. He said late December. Cool. Um, and so we'll get we'll be just coming off of him and, and a lot of heavy drug education. And so coming off of that, I think, dude, yeah, in a couple of weeks, man, let's compile some questions. Let's make a thing of it. Maybe we do get a, a couple lucky people we'll invite to. Uh, you know what? Let's do this. Whoever's questions that we take that you're going to bring on and answer, let's invite them personally to hang out live and record it with us. Absolutely. Yeah. So you can promote that. I'll promote it on my end. And so whatever questions, you know, just don't answer them. Damn it. Hold on to the questions for a while. And then let's get them invited, bro. You're in questions all lined up and have them ready for us and be glad to help any way you can. Yeah, dude, let's look at them. We'll cover cannabis and endocrine systems. And I got a couple other things dude. but man, fucking, I love chatting with you, dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming and doing this. Maybe uh, you get down to, uh, you'll actually come into Cognitive Cave and you can get the whole experience in this hey, thing. Maybe where are you, in Florida? Yeah, I'm in Orlando, yeah. In Orlando. Maybe you bring the wife and the kids and we do something live and go have a good time. Actually, you know what? Uh, I'm going on a grassroots marketing book tour uh, after January sure. and I'm driving from here to New York. And so I'm passing through. Oh, well, maybe around that time, we'll bring the podcast to you because that's what we're doing is we're taking the podcast on the road. And so wow. we're going to go. And you know, you, know what? Yeah. Um, you know, a friend of mine I met a couple of years ago, Robert Scott Bell. Robert Scott Bell. No. Oh, he's a big radio dude. Man. He does like what you do all over the place. All right, he's hot. He's a homeopathic guy. He's good friends with Ty Bollinger. Dude, man. I, the you know, I saw those two together, they're best friends, and they are hot on the freaking trail. <laughs> dude, I, I, before you know it, dude, watch. You're going to get asked to speak, man. You come too direct, dude. I, I love it, man. Um, Dude, you're rampaging through and through. That's how you live, man. I'm always, I'm always looking to help. That's my goal. You know, I just want to make a difference, and I've lost a lot of family members, and I'm tired of seeing that. People have the right to know cancer doesn't have to be a death sentence, and there are alternative ways to help your body. Get healthier. Yeah, oh. man. Take that to heart, people, man. Look him up. Uh, I'll have a, You'll have an intro on the show, man. I'll send everybody where to find you, where to look you up. But, brother, thank you, man. <laughs> tell tell uh, your daughter again, thanks for the uh, reason we're going to probably have 10,000 views in the first week is because when they spread around her little uh, scream <laughs> in the background. There. Yeah, <laughs> Sophia, you want to come say goodbye, Sophia? Bad chicken. Bad chicken, right? You're going to see that in the description when I post it up. It'll be bad chicken in quotes. You'll see. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. Oh, my God. Well, she knows. She's a smart girl. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate it. And we will catch up soon. Yeah, man. I'll see you on social media until then, brother. No problem. Have a good one. God bless. Enjoy your holiday. You too, man.